Yeah, we were wondering if if you when you asked me what what uh, what my status was like at eight thirty. Uh, Lindsay goes, I be, I'll bet that uh, Wes had a, a long day and went down early. Uh, he, uh, uh, it was about normal tonight, but also like tonight oh, yeah. was the grilling, like, and that, you know, that's just such like a time suck. Um, okay. yeah. well, oh, at yeah. least for us, because your grill is like right outside the patio. So you're, but we have to literally take everything we need upstairs, yeah, uh, in order to grill. Um, do you have like a little grill basket that you take up there? And no, put all we your just little, load up a bag. And and, uh, no, there <laughs> is stuff I leave up there. So we have like a storage cabinet up there that has a lot of that stuff. But like salt, pepper, oil, like I don't leave that stuff up there. And so, yeah, like that. You got to load all that stuff up. And then all the stuff I prepped in the kitchen, you know, I, I really should have just brought the Hello bag, HelloFresh bag up and done all the prep up there. Cause then I prepped everything yeah. and I was like, okay, now I need to get this upstairs. Um, so. Right. Yeah. Um, and how many meals are you doing with that? Three, three meals, three, four servings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're on three meals too. It makes it, you know, I, I'm glad it's working out for you. I feel like for us, it's just one of those things where we're, we're going to be doing it for a long time until something else comes, something in our life changes or uh, something else comes along that, takes that that you know is better than that yeah i mean well uh, just because the, it's so convenient it, it's so convenient i don't have to like i hate that like i would go and buy the ingredients for these things but then i have a bunch of stuff left over and i'd either have to stress about finding something to do with it all like this is exactly as much as i need of the thing and the port like you said the portions right right and uh yeah portions are key so usually i'm eating like one and not even, I wouldn't even say a half, um, but Wes never finishes his food. Um, and so I'm usually finishing his plate, and then we have a third that goes to either Susie or my lunch the following day. Yeah, that's good. I was going to say, well, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that, because I, I know in housekeeping, we'll probably bring this up again, but just the whole surviving challenge. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, timing-wise, it's going to do, re- it's going to work really well with what I have planned for the discord Sick. and then also what i mean the fact that you have the, the meals coming to you and again I, we're not doing any kind of promotion i know we say it a lot like yeah <laughs> there's no uh use the code jep at checkout that would be cool nothing like that yeah uh we don't have anything like that no. though it's just very convenient um especially now like like our lifestyle has changed now that we're back in school we have gone from you know essentially being uh told to work from home then to summer, then to a semester that we're not really sure what's going on, then to a semester where the second half of it, they're like, okay, you can bring some students in. They just have to go through this process. And then we go into summer break again, and now we're back. It's like I, I can't feel – I don't feel like I can get myself into a groove. And, I, you know, for I know it seems like I'm always – like I'm very active. It's just because I've – I'm so – I blocked off time for that. But changing it for going from summer – back to school time it's like there's a little bit of stress that's involved because now i've got to switch times i've got to make sure that my routine syncs up with all of the other family members routines and uh at the end of the day it's kind of like i I look back and go is this gonna be um is this routine gonna work or how long is it gonna take to settle in and same thing with you with the whole surviving thing is like we're gonna essentially create this lifestyle change this big commitment that you're gonna have to make um you know, it's going to take it's going to take a lot of uh, it's going to take a lot of persistence, a lot of heart. And, uh, 
You know, man, and I'm here for you. I appreciate I want you to know that. that. You know that, right? I, I do. Yeah. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, and, and it, this happens to me too, man. But if you, if you ever fall off of the workout wagon, man, there's there's one thing that you can do. <laughs> yes, sir. And <laughs> and that is to just recommit. Amen. <laughs> this Baby. Is... Ah, this is Jimmy Eat Pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I I didn't want to step on your toes, but I was going to be like, "Oh, Justin, but but what if I fall off? What if I just can't commit? What if I can't What if I what if I fall off and I get real down on myself? What am I going to do?" But I I didn't want to uh, well, the damn it. I didn't want to step on you. I didn't want to step okay. on your yeah, toes. I, uh... <laughs> but in reality, it is going to I mean, it is. Any kind of lifestyle change is a big commitment. Totally. Uh and because it's it's indefinitely going forward. Yeah, it, it, and that's funny because uh, it is uh, the reason we moved this song up was part of uh, because of the surviving challenge. Uh, yeah, that that it's sort of a a, a recommittal to myself, to uh, my family, and all those things. So, so Justin, before we get started, uh, and you can go grab it if you need to. Do you have your corn beer? You bet, buddy. Oh, yeah. First light for now, the farmers. Now, now uh, I was uh, in my head. I was like, oh, do we do like a fake commercial for it on the pod where I do like my best <laughs> Sam Elliott voice like for the farmers? Uh, but of course, <laughs> really good. I found uh, I found on the Bushlight website, uh, the Anheuser-Busch, uh, they actually have a grower pride video. And it's only a, uh, actually I I don't know how long it is, but let's play on it and, and take a watch on this while we uh, <laughs> okay, okay, all right, while all we right. crack open our brews. Okay, okay, let's go for yeah for the uh, the sonic effect here. Yep. Ready? Anheuser Busch wants the best quality so that they can make the best beer. I'm James Compton, and uh, we're Rice Farmers in Del Plain, Arkansas. I'm Clark Hamilton, uh, third generation farmer. I tell my friends from all around the country, hey, you know where that beer came from? Yeah, we're proud to grill that barley for Anheuser-Busch. You, you can't help but like, hey, have my, have my rice in there. And that makes <laughs> you feel good when people ask you what you That do. guy you say, is yeah, a we grow hops. Wow. We sell your hops. Well, we sell some to Anheuser-Busch. They say, really? Wow. Yeah. And we say, yeah. Is that, is that, that Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah, right. It makes us happy that they want to work with us and use our product in their brand. What do the Peterboffs do for fun? Farm. We grow hops. <laughs> for fun, we grow hops here at Peterboff Farms. Amazing. Uh, and I am proud to say that we have one of our our own uh, Budweiser plants out here that... That's right. Uh, in I'm, Van I'm hoping is here... For, yeah, I'm hoping is here for a while. But, uh, you had mentioned you know, I, that I they had sold it, or they were closing it, or something. Yeah, they were. Uh, they're supposedly closing. I'm checking we'll out this can. Was this made in Van Nuys, and then <laughs> and then made it out. all the way out to Cleveland, and then Kim brought it out to us in Chatsworth. I just wouldn't that be ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> well, it says Say at St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri. So I, you know what? It's delicious. It, uh, it's uh, this is in the spot. <laughs> I know she said it was a it's a gimmick, yeah. but it still looks. So fresh. thank you to patrons and uh, yeah. uh, ENTFJ or whatever. <laughs> Kimberly ENFJ. Okay. <laughs> ENTFJ. Hit them all. Yeah, Knock baby. them all out. Uh, yeah. Thank That's you, good. Kimberly. Um, okay. Uh, real quick. Uh, did you see this today on Reddit? 
is uh let me go to history here uh nope it didn't copy and save i'm gonna copy this uh this is called jimmy eat world beyond the bus it went live 13 hours ago on you discover music's youtube page did you see this <sighs> I did not this is see totally this. something I would have done. It's four minutes long, but it's so fun. It's Zach and Rick talking about the early days of the band. <gasps> oh, is it that cartoon thing? Yes. Oh, okay. So I, I, I flagged it. I didn't go back oh, to it. Oh, this is so good. Let's watch it. It's four minutes. Um, and this is totally something I would have done back in the day. Beyond the Bus. Back in like 98, South by Southwest was not like the huge kind of corporate vibe it is now. It was a little bit more um, rustic, less busy. It was just mainly, you know, bands playing in venues and then temporary tents thrown up and people playing in outside of a restaurant or whatever. I think when we got to the venue, they basically offered us a choice. They said, we can give you $100 in badges. The badges would have let us go see all of the other shows, or we can give you more drink tickets. Sometimes the venue will give the band, here you go, here's some drink tickets so that you can turn these with this one ticket into the bar and you can redeem a drink. We opted for the money and the five drink tickets. There was five guys in our in our party. There was the band and we had one roadie. If you kind of think about it, like, hey, you're gonna come play this venue and we're gonna give you like hardly any money and we're gonna give you five drink tickets. It's like, as, as a band working your ass off, even though we weren't that popular, it's just, it feels a little bit insulting at times. So what they did was they gave us these drink tickets, but the drink tickets were, weren't like anything special. They were just literally like, do you remember what color they were, Rick? I do, I think it was uh, just orange paper. Yeah, so like just regular paper, but it was orange and it was just regular black printing. You know, with this feeling of like, we're bringing people into your venue and we get five drink tickets for five people and that like, that's it. Remembering how I used to make flyers then was a lot of clip art and you know, you using some scissors and some uh, cello tape, you can piece together a pretty good thing and then you do the final print and you've got a whole sheet that's all concise, has all the information on it. Uh, so I kind of like used that knowledge in history uh, to, you know, apply it to this situation where uh, we felt we deserved more drink tickets. <laughs> Tom was on board. He loved the idea and uh, just said, hey, yeah, we've got everything we need out of the bank. Go to the copy shop and work your magic. So uh, Tom and I, head over to the nearest copy shop and and they had the same color orange paper which was the key you know started with five duplicated those into 10 and then duplicated those into 20 and that filled up about a sheet of paper and once i got the master hit you know 50. now we have this overwhelming supply of dream tickets more than than we could consume or use we started handing them out to people we met in the audience and as we were milling about during the gig and so like later on in the night you could see on their faces every time they got a drink <laughs> ticket they're like how are there so many drink tickets what's happening but you know the bar staff all right cool here's a drink and they were stoked they had a big bar of drink tickets they had a big tip jar too <laughs> and that was what we would tell everyone that we shared them was like you have to tip your server 
And, and I don't think they ever caught on. Like no one ever said, hey, we didn't really get in trouble from the venue or no one asked us anything. I mean, I don't remember anyone. No. Like it never became an issue. And we were just like, okay, well, but I always thought that was like uh, an ingenious uh, plan that Rick and Tom hatched. I think it was a fun night because everyone was just kind of getting loose and the groups were flowing. <laughs> they were. Thanks for Tom and Rick. Yeah. Oh man, that was oh, so yeah. good. Definitely something I would have done <laughs> had that been. Something. Tom really liked the idea. And that's yeah, exactly right. Somebody was like, "How could Rick do this?" I blame Tom. <laughs> oh man, I am uh, posting to our stories the uh, corn beer uh, and uh, us watching that video of. Uh, them recounting the old days We're posting that to our stories yes man <laughs> that was really cool okay let's right? see yes genius so okay. punk rock so do you want to go through um i know we had a lot uh any kind of housekeeping uh that was let's see i had one other bit of housekeeping which was oh uh nope not at all. It was to mention the surviving challenge. So that's it. <laughs> okay. And that's why we're doing the song Recommit, um, which yes. has an ASCAP entry. It is from Surviving, track 9 of 10. And I said yeah. 13 I had listed when we did Diamond. Oops. Well, how did I have tr 13 tracks? I mean, maybe the one with Party Hard on it or something? Like, May Yeah, but that's just Party Hard. That's it. Yeah, right? that's weird. So anyway. Oops on Diamond, <laughs> uh, our 75th episode, but this track, 9 of 10. Uh, JMJ and Jimmy World uh, uh, record, produced this together at Shea, JMJ, and Unit 2. Released October 18th, 2019, pre-COVID. Uh, written by Jimmy Eat World. Singer is Jim. No featuring artists. RCA slash exotic location recording. It was a do I get a pickle with that music track. It's got three notable high notes, B4, G4, and F sharp 4, and a notable low note of F sharp 3, which was also a notable low note of Diamond. Uh, I don't have a demo. They've only played it six times. The first time was November 5th, 2019 at the Bourbon Theater, Lincoln, Nebraska. And the last time was for the Phoenix Sessions, January 15th, 2021 at the Ice House in Phoenix. Justin, you want to talk lyrics? Yeah, yeah let me go over my stats. Do, um, we talked uh, this weekend about the Greek theater. The Greek. The Greek. When, when was the date of that show, That uh, the opening surviving you know, tour show? It just had you know? shown up. I think it was August? Okay. I'll, I'll, take, a, I'll take a look while you, while okay. you recount. Okay. Yeah, and, and the reason why I, I mention that is because we have, uh, I have actually, uh, 39 scrabbles for this track. There were six from this last week june 14th okay um yep which is of 2019 19 right yeah 2019 my first scrabble uh for this shows up on october 18th of 2019 i had a couple of them the day then, the record was released yep sure. the next few days i had a couple of listens a day and then on the 24th of october i listened to the whole album six times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throughout the day it's just it was it was crazy. I must have really liked this track, or the whole album was just got some yeah, heavy rotation interesting. for me. I I, uh, I somehow missed putting my probably because I copied from the Diamond episode when I didn't have yeah. the last FM info in here, but I didn't put that into my notes here. Uh, and now I see why you always forget to add it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let me date let me dive in and see what I how how I did with this. Yeah, I was just trying to I was trying to think of what was so special about October 24th, 2019. That's the day after my birthday, but we um, didn't hang out or anything that no, day. No, we didn't. No. Uh so I've got 247 scrabbles of the record. Okay. Uh and recommit for, in particular, I have 31 scrabbles. And my first Scrabble was the 9th, nope, uh, October 22nd, looks like. Uh, how did I wait a few days? I had the, <laughs> I either had the CD or the vinyl that I was listening to, I think, okay. before. And I don't think I was being, although I listened to it eight times on the 22nd of October. It's also possible that maybe I synced my last FM play data that day, but yeah. Ah. Uh, 31 Scrabbles, most recently on August 9th at 2 p.m. Okay. Oh, and I got the picture of us outside the venue. Yeah. Wearing our Jimmy Eat Pod shirt. The ones the that original. Lindsay made for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the cricket. <laughs> yeah, that thing was awesome. Uh, yeah. Let me jump through. Let's go ahead and I'll jump through lyrics now. Sick. Okay. Uh, first thing I wanted to note uh, in this song before we get into the lyrics, is uh, I love a good walk down. Uh-huh. This one has it right in the chorus. So when we get there, it's I think the whole the verse is very slow. It's got Zach's little boom, ka, boom, boom to yep. bring us in. A little bit of guitar work. And then we get into the lyrics here. Will they tell you what you missed, all you have traded in, and it hits? Uh, will they tell you what you've missed, all you have traded in, and it hits? I think... They're saying, you think somebody out there is going to show you what you gave up, but you're not going to notice until it's gone. Like, no one's no one's out there telling you. You know what I mean? You can't be expect to be coddled uh, yep. the entire time, throughout your whole life. And uh, by the time you notice it is gone, it might be too late to get it back. So uh, it, it's it's up to you. You've got to be your own advocate and um, and pay attention to what's going on. Second half of the verse goes, you're not that different. The truth is no one did half of it. And okay, I'm thinking what they're saying here is that you're no different than anyone else. You got duped just like the next person did. Uh, and I think in the lo- the very last line here, half of it, I think their half is referring to a half truth, which ah, which I looked up is, it, and by definition, a half truth holds intent for deception. So there is something that somebody is intentionally mm. uh Sure. Holding holding. Uh, uh, my my grandparents were in uh, Scientology at one point, and uh, for the most part, they denounced the entire thing. But one thing that they held on to was something that I believe is a Scientology uh, uh, sort of mantra, and it is the uh, that withholding is just as bad as lying. And uh, right. So I think that that's probably what half truth comes from. Uh, Yeah. Um, What is that called? Lying by omission? Yeah, uh-huh. Is that what you said? No, they call no, it withholding. They, that's yeah. And I think that's a Scientology term. Okay, because I've always heard lying by omission, because I, I would say when I was a kid, it's like, but I just I just chose not to tell you. And they go, my mom would go, well, that's just lying by omission. You're, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's a fact. You're just withholding it. So Here's, okay. here's the glossary of Scientology and Dianetics terms. Withhold and overt a person has committed but is not talking about an unspoken unannounced transgression against a moral code by which a person was bound any withhold comes after an overt and i guess i'd have to now look up overt see also overt in this glossary do we want to go down this rabbit hole an overt 
is a harmful act or a transgression against the moral code of a group. When a person does something that is contrary to the moral code he has agreed to, or when he omits to do something that he should have done per the moral code, he has committed an overt. An overt violates what was agreed upon. An overt can be intentional or unintentional. So, <laughs> uh, 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 more down the rabbit hole. I remember not two weeks ago, Leah Remini was on the Zack to the Future podcast, which is the Say by the Bell rewatch podcast. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about the final episode of the summer uh, series, which was only six episodes, uh, but absolutely iconic episodes of that show. And uh, she had talked about being, obviously, she talked about her time in Scientology. And I do believe she dropped this word overt. Um, so withholding is again, now that we know overt is an overt a person has committed, but is not talking about. So okay. I've done something bad. I'm not telling you about it. And I think that this is relevant to this sure. because that is saying, um, it, recommit you know, is a Scientology anthem. <laughs> <laughs> the, the individuals or the, or the masses who are on the other side of this, uh, narrative token, yeah. um, are the ones that are, that are, um, withholding so i yeah. think that's my what grandparents live in phoenix so you know insanely on topic right now <laughs> right <laughs> okay now we jump into the chorus uh where jim gets full voice now starts singing out in that uh in that whale that he has you know that wailing uh thank all this time and right. zach over there like pounding away on yes. every whole note with the or i guess yeah, they're all quarter about. notes right yeah yeah yes uh, think all this time what you're giving. Stay in my heart or waste another life. Start another life. Uh, you only have one life to live. Are you going to stand behind your decisions? Going to yep. let yourself fall by the wayside? Or are you going to make a change? Right. Only so YOLO you to, every you, once in a while. Well, yep. And but you you got to you got to understand that you're going to reap what you sow. And are you going to let yourself uh, fall by the wayside? You're going to let yourself um, be trampled or are you going to stand up and then make a change and recommit in this case and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and try again and just dust yourself off and, and, uh, and, uh, pick yourself back up. At first you don't succeed, dust yourself <laughs> off and try again. You can dust it off and try again, try again. Who is that that sang that song? Off and try Ashanti? Again. No. Dust yourself off and try again, try again. If at first you don't succeed, just to try. Oh, it was Aaliyah. I thought that was later than Aaliyah. That's oh, my bad. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Everybody screaming at their podcast. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I almost said Aaliyah, and I was like, no, it's not that old of a song. Sure is. Wow, man. The that Timbaland those... should have given it away for me. Yeah, you're right. I can hear that Definitely beat in my head, and that's a Timbaland joint. On an Watch, early, I'm going to Google uh, it. That's also not Timbaland. <laughs> <laughs> that was on an early mix CD for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. Gosh, okay. All right, verse two, while you're looking for uh, Timbaland. Uh, from a fever to a kiss, such frivolousness they exist. That's a tough one to say without yeah. singing. From a fever to a kiss, such frivolousness they exist. I think this is, they're, they're saying here, from a fever to a kiss, is that's a, such, a, such a quick turnaround, like almost an about face, like a fever to a kiss. And these people who don't care are simply frivolous with your life. Like these kind of people exist, those people that will take advantage of you and not think twice. Um, you just have to be aware that they're going to, that they couldn't care less about you, right? Yes. You're just another cog in the machine. 
And um, I thought that maybe fever to a kiss was actually referring to uh, some kind of kissing disease. And uh-huh. so I, I looked up and there's actually a that is the would that be like the colloquial titling for it? it's called in, in quotes the kissing disease, but it's called glandular fever or Epstein Barr it's virus mono? EBV. Yep, it's pretty okay. much mono. It's pretty much mono. <laughs> what did so he say? He's like, I once thought I had mono for an entire year. Turned out I was just really bored. Really bored. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, go home. <laughs> you know, sorry, I'm digressing. I just watched Wayne's World 2 again for the first time in probably 15 years. It's yeah. really good. Much better than you remember. It's not the first movie, which is, I think we've discussed, maybe the funniest movie ever made. But it's so much better than I remembered it being. There are moments in it. Is uh, okay. Could you tell me this? Is when he's standing outside the gas station. Is that in Wayne's World Two? Uh, now I didn't finish the film, but my gut oh, okay. says you're talking about when, uh, <laughs> when Wayne is practicing his Cantonese, and <laughs> Garth is like, "Stop! You're scaring me." Uh, and then Garth <laughs> starts playing with the uh, with the the no. air drill oh, and then no. he okay. keys the car is that outside the gas station that you're talking that about? was way in the beginning and when he goes yeah. you barely passed anytime i go to take my car smogged i always think of that <laughs> <laughs> it just barely <laughs> nah, is that, that the scene the, you're talking about one. or is there no nah, there's a different one oh. i'll have to watch wayne's world 2 and figure out which part yeah, of it is. i made it about two-thirds of the way through wayne's world oh too. you and know only what because we put it on but going to bed i think it's a scene in wayne's world 2 where there are two individuals that it's almost like the uh, Spaceballs uh, stunt doubles where there's... Oh, yes, yes. They, they go to in... Paris, and they're like, I can't believe they're going to fly us to Paris. But then they show, like, a puppet airplane flying across, like, a painted backdrop. And then all of the all of them visiting the sites in Paris are body doubles. <laughs> it's, like, oh. really poorly done body doubles. Who was the... Uh... Oh, my God. Where is he right now? I'm looking at him. From my cold, dead, from my cold, dead hands. It, oh, Clint oh, Eastwood. I didn't no, get that Char- far. Oh, Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston. Yes, he's it's, in that, but I didn't make it that far in the movie. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. That's And that's the scene. They're talking to a guy that works at a filling station, and, and Wayne turns mm. around and goes, is this the best we can do, this guy? <laughs> and they pull him out, and then they put Charlton Heston in to deliver right. the line. That's, that's what it was. That's, okay. That is Wayne's World too. Yep. All right, this episode is going to be like people screaming at their- uh, Charlie Hero, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Screaming Hero. at the radios. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, oh God, we're in the like, second half of verse two. Um, it's all significant. No one straight line to live. Recommit. And, I, and I, I feel like they're saying understanding this and going through these motions is all for the best and expected. Your path in life may not be a straight one. And if you find yourself off course, recommit. There's no one straight line to live. No one's going to be able to follow that line. As close as you want to be to that straight line, things are gonna things are going to come in uh unexpectedly in your life and you're going to be taking little offshoots and maybe a, a few stumbles and falls but the uh that little resolution they have they have at the end is recommit doesn't matter what happens it's all significant all of these things that you go through these trials they're going to be worth it in building you as a person there's no one straight line to live so just recommit uh then we go into the chorus twice now so another couple of walk downs um then a bridge that's a breakdown so it's that always come in. again lyrics that i don't you don't really hear until you read them out loud right or, or, or you know read them uh and the bridge goes like this always commanding a way out is coming it's, it's tough to coming. 
That's probably where he hits that <laughs> F sharp four. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they add the reverb on the end of that there. Oh, yeah. Really, really let it ring. And I think Jim, uh, what he's saying there is take charge, take ownership of your actions. There is a way out. Be patient and persevere. And the last thing that I wanted to note on this was the this line is repeated. So this is part of the chorus. So you hear the chorus a couple of times again, like you did after verse two. But this time the outro is or waste another life, start another life. So it's just that stay in my heart or waste another life, start another life. Instead of repeating stay in my heart, they just say or waste another life, start another life. And you, again, it's like saying that last little thing that they're getting out there before the song ends is you're going to waste your life or take charge and start a new one. Yeah. Giving you that that question. All right, what, what are you gonna do, buddy? <laughs> That's I love, what I think they're at off. I love the solo on this song. It's very simple, but yeah, effective. and a bandy, very yeah. bendy. It reminds me of futures. This whole track reminds me of futures. Yeah. And uh I found uh, uh, several people in the community seem to agree. Unadulterated awesome Reddit user had mentioned it as well. What did they say? Oh, yes, yeah, somebody had asked. Surviving songs on other albums. Let's see who asked that. That was unadulterated. Awesome. Right. And uh, they had pegged down. So surviving, they should. They said, would be on Bleed American, Criminal Energy on Futures, Delivery on Chase the Slight, 555 on Integrity Blues, One Mill on Invented, All the Way Stay on Bleed American, Diamond on Damage, Love Never on Damage, Recommit on Futures. Congratulations on Clarity or Integrity Blues. And I think they nailed it um, for sure. Uh and also, I listened today to one of the live versions we'll play, and I was like, dude, the first two bars of the song sound like 23, like a weird yeah. tuned down 23. But I think that also sort of lends the whole like futures vibe. And I think I know which one you're talking then, about, uh, which I'm excited to listen to. I want to revisit that again. I wanted to before this episode we recorded, but I yeah. didn't get an opportunity to. Uh, oh, and I did want to say there's a little fill. Do you have the track uh, yes, queued I up yes. easily? Go to three minutes. Rick does this really cool fill. Uh, Is it like almost he's playing a couple of uh, strings at a time? Mm, I'm trying to remember. I feel like it's just like a <laughs> ring, nee, 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 like like right into ring, something ding, else. Ding, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. Here's <laughs> big tuna. Here's, here's three minutes. Yeah. There it is. The Andy Bernard of bass solos. I mean, it's not a solo, but it's like a flourish. Yes, it is. And yeah, I was listening to it. I was like, okay, Rick. Yeah, that was sick. I like that. Reel it back in, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Jim turns around, like shakes his head. No, like no, no, that's too much, man. Jeez. <laughs> the old, the old cut, the cut with yeah, his yeah. Uh, hand on his neck. Yeah, dude, cut it out, buddy. Uh, oh, I did want to mention this is a B minor song, ten A Camelot, one hundred and twenty three BPM, and a three fifty duration. So, uh, there it is. Shall we jump into track nudes? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, what did I say here on the first time they played it? And I'm linking to Twitter here. Jimmy eat world says on November 5th, 2019. Wow. Thank you, Lincoln. That was an amazing night. We played recommit for the first time. We played kill for the first time in a while. You guys were awesome. Is Tommy Lee still on the Nebraska drum line? 
Um, so, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, that they mentioned that. What do you got on track notes? Um, I got four little articles that bring up oh. this specific track. Um, starting with DIY mag from this had to be, this was, uh, there's so many press releases nowadays. Oh yes, right? yes, yes. They, they said it sounded like somebody. Yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, titled Jimmy world talk through new album surviving and the Arizona four piece. Give us a run through of their most personal album to date. And when they get down to recommit, this was the, this was the quoted word here was normal. Whatever that meant. I was always pretty sure what I was doing with my life. Wasn't it? Um, I should have asked myself, normal compared to what? Uh, those people you went to high school with who have these things called careers, no one is perfectly doing all this. No one is really fully adjusted. No one is flawlessly parenting, let alone parenting themselves. It can feel tempting to torpedo your life and start over, but it would be a waste. You will still be you trying to measure up to some imaginary metric for some for normal is, po- is pointless. You can be normal the instant you decide you are. And uh, mm. again, so... Is this? I, does, do they say who's saying this? When they said "normal" in quotes, it's yeah, Jim. So it's Jim. Explaining I was gonna this. say, yeah, it sounds like a Jim quote, right? Yeah, and uh, and I think he's just echoing what we were kind of talking about, where there's never gonna be a straight line, and uh, you know, depending on the choices you make or the adventures that you're you're put on, you have to uh, stand behind them. Otherwise, you're just gonna you're never gonna find yourself. This is you're gonna be trying to capture this person who doesn't exist. Toots Magoots. Toots. Now that was uh yeah, DIY Mag. Yeah. Uh also on a couple Did of... you mention what that they said they also sounded like another band on this song? Uh did I uh, DIY in... Mag said that the this song in particular sounds like a garbage song. Oh um I it's not in this. Oh, okay. Uh I, I believe in that article. It might have been in the beginning see, of that it article. It might be, yeah, because let me look. I mean yeah. the, the find feature I've got to actually I think they called it garbage esque. Is that what it, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, real quick, I, I know you were going to say something else, but uh, I found another, I found a response to Jimmy World playing it for the first time. Steve Corson uh, said on the 6th of November, the day after they sent that tweet, if you played both Kill and Recommit in Wish- Richmond, Virginia, it would probably make my wife's night. And then November 20th, 2019, he responds to his own tweet, can confirm you made her life. <laughs> so I gave him a like. Anyway, sorry, you Sweet. wanted to say something else uh, uh, while we were talking about DIY mag or something along those lines. Oh, I was just going to go to, I was I searched DIY mag, couldn't find it in there, but I we've read that before, the garbage-esque term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's see, I got another little uh, mention here with recommitting it from the ticker.org. And, oh. and this one says Gabriel or Gabriel Rivera, science and technology editor, October 28th, 2019. Um, October 18th marked an impressive achievement for American rock band Jimmy World as it released Surviving, its 10th studio album in its 25-year career. The album's main focus is answering the question of am I to do something different or am I going to continue even though I hate who I am right now? And I think that's very poignant and relevant to mm. this specific song. Atkins, who is now nearly seven years sober, admits that writing and performing sober is 100% better and allows him to hold on to a newfound sense of awareness, self-awareness. This self-awareness is also incorporated into the theme of some tracks, including Delivery, One Mill, and Recommit. Mm. And I remember reading that. I can't remember where I read it, but uh, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith I, they would do drugs. You know, this was in their heyday. They would do drugs 
and record themselves practicing or kind of like spitballing and 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 kind of jamming and stuff. They they'd wake up and listen to it the next day and they'd go, "What the hell were we thinking? What a waste <laughs> of a few hours of time." And so I think that's when they moved away from that the drug use and starting to be more sober. Uh, was that's just funny. because it was just, it was it was much more enlightening for them to practice together. It was uh, a better use of their time, and they're going to live longer, hopefully. Yeah, Keith Richards. Now, I do not mean to besmirch the Smith. Um, they, other than like the the biggest hits, like I never really got the band. Like they even have their own roller coaster at Walt Disney World, and it's just so lame. Uh, the roller coaster is fine, but everything about the reason it's an Aerosmith roller coaster is lame to me. Um, but I had heard somebody once say that, you know, there were all these eighties hair bands, right? And all of them sort of fizzled out and Aerosmith was always the shitty one. Yet they ended up being the ones that lasted the longest. And they were, uh, whoever had said this was so confused about why Aerosmith was the one to make it out of the eighties. Does that track? You seem like a guy that would know an Aerosmith album track. <laughs> I'll t- okay, I'll tell you what. If you if you would do if you would humor me, listen to Big Ones. So it's gonna be that sounds like they're like greatest. It, hits. it is, and it's and it, those it's, are the songs I probably know. Okay, then. Um, does it sound? I don't know why. I think it's just because they had so many of those right those hits that it was almost like you could it, they were unavoidable. And whether you sure. like it or not, they're going to be like the the cockroaches of the 80s and step their <laughs> way out into the 90s. And then they, I feel like with his daughter, with Liv and yeah. Alicia Silverstone, that reinvigorated them yet again. What song was that? That was a good uh, that one. That was Crying and then also Oh, no, Amazing. I don't like that song. Crying and like Amazing, crying. I think. Um, Which is the one where they're hanging from a freeway or something. Is that Crying? I can't Maybe remember. Maybe I like the I, video like more than person. I like the song. I, I don't like the ballads. Okay. I want them to be like, I like, I like the thing they did with Run DMC. That was cool. Okay. And I like, I like the Love in an Elevator song. That's them, right? Yeah. Oh, that's them. Yeah. And then, um, and you know, the Run DMC song is good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I just think they had such a unique sound. Uh, Steven Tyler in, in, you know, with, with Joe Perry, um, did I say Keith Richards earlier? I was I was thinking of that's the Rolling if Stones. If you did, I did. I either know. understood yeah, it's, what you meant. It's but <laughs> Joe Perry is the guitarist for Aerosmith. I, I'm just thinking whenever I think of old musicians, I, I my yeah. mind goes straight to Keith Richards and how is you he just got to recommit your brain power? How is he still alive? And <laughs> uh, but no, it was Joe Perry. I I, I retract that. We don't need that. Um, we don't yeah. need to do any kind of <laughs> housekeeping later. I I don't know what it is about them. I can't I can't pinpoint it. It was probably a good yeah. question to ask me, but I don't I don't have a, a solid answer for you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I think about often. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> really? you know, Justin seems like a guy that, that often. Have. I guess. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know when it comes up. <laughs> yeah. I like Liv Tyler. I wish she showed up in more things. Me, too. I think she's just enjoying a life. Her in, in and Jennifer Conley kind of like occupy the same space to me and they don't do enough. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> Cast these people. <laughs> Um, um, I have a video to play. Go ahead. Uh, at nine thirty-two, I felt like you had something else you wanted to say, but uh, let what? me jump to nine thirty-two on this video, and let's see what the uh, guy. Yeah, see, Jim's looking like a snack say. in this man. This one, this one always comes up. The little, uh, yeah, he does. He's gosh, like fresh man, cut. he knew it. Love that shirt. <sighs> yeah. So let's go ahead and hit play here. We'll hear the end of them talking about one track, and they'll jump. He's going to be disappointed. Recommend. 
you know, recommit is about battling what society tells you you need to be doing. And especially with social media, like always comparing yourself to more successful, more successful things, more successful, successful people, because we're constantly pressured to present this, this sort of like fake version of ourselves. Congratulations. Yeah. You seem like a guy that that does not affect so much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm oversimplifying. But I, I definitely find myself getting caught up on stuff like that. Uh, give me an example. Uh, social media, oh. seeing the way people live their lives and, and saying, oh, I, I, I'm not doing it right. And I'm, I, you know, comparing my uh, successes or lack thereof to other people. And I would say I think I, I can account or I, I can attribute that to my inability to social media properly. And because I feel like any time I post something or say a comment, it's like it's 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 not received well. And maybe that's just part of social media is like you have to say the right thing at the right time. But it's like all of the stuff, the posts that I made, they were just it was always untimely or it's just like no one cared. And I was like, why do I why am I bothering? So I never really got into it. And as a result, well, I'm going to ask for an example, like you don't seem like a guy that would say uh something blue or or something like that like what kind of stuff would you post online that people would either oh, well, I guess yeah not and that's the thing is like to. look back at, i saw what i did on facebook and you can still go back to i think it was like 2000 i saw what i've done <laughs> not yeah and just the things that i would write on there it was kind of like that cryptic stuff something you would put on live journal but i felt like fake booking yeah exactly i did that a, a, in my early years and i thought i'm gonna try and get away from that as much as i can and so that's why i rarely post maybe one post every six months on facebook something oh you're like, like an early adopter of getting on facebook <laughs> weezer comes up and I'll, I'll share it but i don't have a lot of post history it's more for keeping up with um friends and relatives but still even then it's like i don't even i don't i don't really interact so with that's a lot of posting people. but you don't see like some guy from high school that's like got a boat and like a you know the, i don't care i sometimes i wish that that i you know everyone wants like hey money can solve everything uh, i sometimes i wish i was financially independent and yeah i do feel like that yeah I'm not, I'm not immune to those those feelings yeah i see people that are well off sometimes they've worked for it other times they fell into it it was a windfall or something and i think yeah. why can't that be me but well, like even us, like, you know, uh, uh, there's parents at Wesley School that like oh, these people live south of Ventura and blah, blah, blah. And then you get it all in your head and then you like have a conversation with them uh, and, and it comes up. Oh, yeah, I bought this house with my parents and blah, blah, blah. And we live in the back house. And I'm like, oh, I mean, OK, I guess I don't feel that bad about it. Right. <laughs> You're yeah, not like you know, living I, south of Ventura and you're my age and it was no big deal. <laughs> definitely. I, you know, I, I take things for granted that and that's why I don't really vocalize that that much. Yeah. But I mean, it is. Like I was going to say uh, just a geographical thing for people that are familiar with the film Clueless and how uh, uh, Cher uh, has she makes mention that Dion doesn't want people to know that she lives south of Sunset. So uh, if you live north of Sunset and south of Ventura Boulevard, you are uh, the creme de la creme of homeowners like uh, Eddie Van Halen lives south of Ventura, you know, right um, up cold water. So uh those are the type like uh, there were people who uh i would make jokes like i would post like oh uh people see mark mcgrath around the valley all the time and we'd be like 
Oh, yeah, where do you think? You think Mark McGrath lives north or south of Ventura? And then, like, I found out Mark Paul Gossler lives in the area, and I'm like, I'll bet he lives south of Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Mark McGrath, I couldn't quite put my finger if I thought he lived north or south of the border. Yeah, I bet you he would live in, like, West Hills or, like, Chatsworth or something in a nicer house. Oh, no, because I think his kid went to the <laughs> private school right okay, here. Okay, Um, Yeah, that, that next to the school that Wes goes to. Um, and so it was like known that he was like in the area, like oh, Studio okay. City, uh, Sherman Oaks area. So then we were like, oh, uh, yeah, do you think he lives south of the boulevard? He's got that 90s band money. So yeah. probably south yeah, of the boulevard, I would especially say so. if he didn't, if he probably lives in the house. Like Martin McGrath also takes me as the guy who lives in the house that he bought in the 90s. You <laughs> right? know, what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't upgrade, nothing like that. It's like, and it's probably. Yeah. Or maybe only upgrades, but didn't buy a second home. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. A fairly modest <laughs> house. Right. You're right. Same, same feeling. This is this is good content. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Okay. Let me let me reel this back in. Um, yes. Okay. Now that we're off of that <laughs> that Smith tangent. Okay. Uh, I do have a couple more things. Wall of Sound, Australia. Again, an, Australia. Australia. Another. You call that a sound? Yeah. You yeah, might. The this is another. Seems like another press release. Uh, let's see. It's hard to believe that Jimmy World have released their tenth studio album. When the majority of us can only remember their fourth release, 2001's Bleed American, which fell right in the era where pop punk was about to peak. Uh, <laughs> it fell right in the garbage. I was like, what? <laughs> That's right. Uh, like all the great early 2000s pop punk bands, they all must grow up eventually, and Jimmy World is no exception. Recommit jumps on that slow rock style and gives you a sense of reflection about life. If you're a sucker for an emo rock ballad, bump this on your playlist. The final track on Surviving features most exciting riffs of the whole album. Congratulations. But okay. So just talking about uh, reflecting on your life. Uh, last thing. Oh, it was on the all campus radio network. Did we have, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Did we have one for season? Did we have any kind of a uh, campus radio? Uh, I mean, we had uh KCSN, which was like the, I, would you count that as campus radio? Yeah. That's yeah. Like the okay. College radio station. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Uh, I don't know I what thought we did. I wanted played. to work. Yeah, I wanted to work with them, like do like media for them, but uh, that was it. I was more in the the TV end of things, uh, but I was like, you could, I could only do so much on campus when I was there. Yeah, I think you could only do it if you were in the radio program, yeah. and I wasn't in the radio program. Yeah. They were so like they were in our building, but like just completely separate of us. So yeah. it looks like it is uh, eighty eight point five FM. Uh, they exist at 88fm.org, a service of Saddleback College and Cal State University Northridge. Uh-huh. You can donate. They got Valley Fest coming up on August 28th uh, at Topanga, the village, uh, and, uh, the Westfield Topanga. Uh, new music from Courtney Barnett they're posting about five days ago. Huh. So they're active. Oh, good, still. good. Yeah. And I think it's a good time. I mean, even if it's if they can stream it, even though they're broadcasting over well, the air. That's the cool thing is you could listen now. And that was you, you couldn't hear it even very well yeah. at the school. So the fact that uh, <laughs> the fact that it might be streamable. Yeah, uh, I would. I'd listen to that. Yeah. Like in the background at work. That's good. Uh, just yeah. chilling. Sounds like a pa- right now. They're Patreon playing the polyphonic spree spirit <laughs> of the radio. Uh, polyphonic spree. Take me back to 2005. <laughs> uh, okay, this last one I have was from the All Campus Radio Network by Marvin Dottiall, a features editor, Exotic Locations Recording 2019, rated this album 6 out of 10. He tracks Criminal Energy, All the Way Stay, and Recommit. Oh, uh, up there. Yeah. Skipped over 555 and congratulations. And yeah. 
diamond and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have much to say on this. They said, while the LP testifies to that notion, speaking from some content before, employing the upbeat nature of Chase This Light, Love Never, and maintaining the melodramatic ballad of raw Midwest emo, Recommit, their stylistic shifts in such songs as 555 or the Six Minute Congratulations fail to spotlight their innovative <laughs> attempts. So that was their crap on them, that part. Yeah. When he says notable tracks and then he craps on it? Come on. No, he craps on the other two tracks. He 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 says that five 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 and congratulations, which I suggested. Oh, those fail. I, I read saying, it as all four yeah. of those. Okay, I got you. Oh no, he he's saying that recommit transcends five 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 and congratulations, which fall flat for this gotcha. writer. I take uh, I that back. I, I didn't hear the guy's name, but yeah, or, or, or girl's name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, at seven minutes here, I've got ARTV. What do you think, ARTV? Oh, this is Mr. Movie Phone. Yeah. Um, do you think he likes it or doesn't like he, it? You know what? He he doesn't... Uh, I'm going to say he's going to do the, one of those wishy-washy things where he's like, it's a pretty good track, and then do a little bit of critique, but then move yeah. on to the next one. Let's see what he says. You know who he kind of looks like? Uh, although not here. It's in his, like, uh, his pictures. He kind of looks like Finch from American Pie. Oh, yeah. Um, but not here with his hair all, like, emo like this. Yeah. But, um, all right, let's hit play on this. song, it feels urgent, and it's just something that takes me back to the glory days of Jimmy World. I could say similar things about Recommit that does take on a darker edge to it. I think that's something they were trying to do on 555, but this song does it so much better in a very different way that feels more akin to the rest of the record. Ah. All right. So he liked it. Yeah. Thank you, movie He likes it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he likes uh, it. Let's see. What else do I have? Uh, Mo oh, another YouTube reviewer, and we've never seen this guy. This guy is... Uh, named Modern Day Masterpiece. And what did I say? At four minutes. So let's go ahead and queue up Modern Day Masterpiece. Uh, Ooh, modern. Man. Modern man. Do we think Modern Day Masterpiece enjoyed this? And uh, get, get to the, the best song on the album to me by far <laughs> is Recommit. It definitely <laughs> sounds is. straight off of Stay On My Side Tonight EP. Um, I just I really cryptic uh dark uh it, it gets it gets underneath your your skin it's it i've listened to it a lot of times uh which you know if an album has some songs that you don't like on it it's always nice to to come around towards the end and see that oh, the album has has some some stuff here that i'm gonna revisit and the most important thing about this album is that it starts strong to me with the first couple tracks and it ends strong it just has a really weak middle section that i like i'll skip Let's see. I'll skip one, two, three, four, five. I'll skip five of these songs probably like every we'll time. Skip five, five, five. Uh, but then, you know, five <laughs> of these songs, give or take, maybe like surviving. Um, I'll listen to them. I'll listen to some of these songs for the next few weeks. And I All right. So he liked it. He did. The, the one of the best, best. songs yeah. on the album, he says. Yeah. Um, so that's Modern Day Masterpiece, a new entry to our surviving reviewers. Um, here was something that I found interesting. You, only you would understand this. You said when you see Weezer, uh, you'll share it on Facebook, and that'll be like the, the Weezer will do something, you'll share, it and that'll be the one thing you do. Yeah. Somebody had shared uh, survive a link to surviving on Spotify to Facebook, and Facebook randomly chose four songs to put in their little Facebook player when you paste a link in. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're listening in Spotify, you're like, all right, I'm going to share this album to Facebook and do a post, in which case this person uh, 
uh, user Schroeder8306 on uh, Reddit posted a screenshot from their Facebook and it says album number 10 and they're still killing it. Hashtag now playing. And it says it was posted from Spotify and the tracks that it chose were one mil all the way stay love never and recommit how. And their question is, I shared the full album, not just a single track to Facebook via Spotify yesterday. And it made me wonder how are the top track snippets selected? Is it an arbitrary algorithm thing or does somebody get to curate them? Thought it was interesting that one mil and recommit got the nod in the shortlist over 555. Edit, what would you put in your shortlist? So do you know at all how that works? No, I don't. I had no idea. Interesting. So Disowned Pair says, 555 is one of the most commercially viable songs they've had in a while. It should really be on there. Ella Bella Modella says, I would have thought if they were highlighting the known tracks, it would have been Love Never All The Way, 555, and Criminal Energy. I mean, One Mill and Recommit are two songs I'd recommend in a heartbeat, but... I would have thought the purpose of the highlight was familiarity. And Stereo Sky says, I've had conversations about how Spotify works with people in the data tech side of the music business uh-huh. and Spotify partners. To answer your question, these snippets are unlikely to be human curated and likely due to the rules or an algorithm. In general, if Spotify hadn't written a blog post about it, then there would uh, then more than likely it's intentionally left unanswered to prevent gaming of the system, especially if it involves sharing to social media. I'd include All the Way Stay and 555, perhaps Delivery and One Mill. Definitely, congratulations. So that is what Stereo Sky said two years ago. More insightful. On October 23rd, my birthday. <laughs> um, That's what I got there. Okay. Uh, and I think those are all of my notes. Now well, we can jump into community. If yeah, you like. sure. Um, not a lot from community. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that you went to Facebook, and because this is such a new song, there was more talk. I have nothing from Facebook. That's a bummer. Um, yeah. The two things that I have, well, three Worth things. mentioning. Now, I sorry, I will say, overall, I can tell that this is a very well-liked track. However, when we were doing our last FM Scrabble search, I did kind of click in and sorted the album by popularity, and this is the second least popular track uh, only two congratulations. However, they are the last two tracks on the record. So if people are mostly playing the record from start to finish and then they get to their destination before these last two tracks, they're not played as much. Right. Um, and your number five, five, five being the most uh, scrabbled track on last FM and all the way the lead single being the second most uh, it, the rest of it kind of is an album order. So, right. And your numbers, uh, how many, gosh, you had so many scrabbles for the whole album. But then when you re- 240 something, yeah. yeah, and then you read off your just for this track and it was a little bit more like mine because it's it's 31 ish. Yeah. yeah right. Like so it's not like uh, I mean, when I thought, man, you listen to that all the way through that many times. But no, I mean, you just when you start the track, that's like how many I have of, yeah. of uh, table for glasses. Right. Uh, totally. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, it makes sense that these are such they're so deep in the album that uh, people just never get to them if they're you know, if it's if it's a commute or if it's. Something like they're just sitting around for 30 minutes because the album on its own is going to be what, like 45? How many? 36. Okay, so maybe they don't get to those last two. I have no idea, but yeah. Yeah, not a lot of time to enjoy them. I do like Recommit. Uh, yes. Okay, so two of my three community things are from Pebble Swift. The, yeah, I have the Surviving Survivor 2019 yes. round four. And where is it? Let's see. Did it get? Oh, yeah, it got knocked out. Songs out in round three. Yep. With, yeah, 19.4, 18 out of 93 votes. Uh, then a year later, let me see if yes. they mention this, anything. 
Oh, you know what? I'll say this. Ella, Ella Bella Medella says, I knew this was coming, but I still in the denial stage of grief recommit is such a great, beautiful, future suitable song. Why? Wah. Um, <laughs> I have two favorite songs left from the album, Delivery and Criminal Energy. So that's what she's hoping for. So yeah. bummer that it got knocked out. And then a year later, Mr. Pebble Swift does it again. And uh, surviving one year later, 2020 survivor results, survey results and comparisons. Um, last year's album ranking was 8.28 out of 10. This year, it was 7.83 out of 10. And it looks like recommit. Uh, what is it? How does he have these? It was eighth place and then fifth place. What I can't see how he has these. Is this last year? Overall, I, I got confused because I saw a year later survivor and then a 2020 survivor in a separate post. And it was very confusing. Yeah, it says overall this album uh, also sank into our cumulative ranks by about two places since last year. So I thought he put, yeah, the second number is the 2020 result. So it went from eighth place to fifth place. There it is. So I thought he was going to have a, a column before that, but I got it. I can read. So it moved up. People liked recommit a little more, gave it some more time, which I, I believe is... Um, uh, appropriate surviving and recommit were the biggest gainers gaining three places anything else that they have to say recomment let's see recommit there it is ella bell medella with the top comment here um recommit is still my favorite by an absolute landslide and all the way is a happy song for me but songs like delivery and surviving dropped off fast in favor of congratulations which yeah i think it's just like those songs and this is the way that i do it with albums man i'll listen to it and i'll go god i hate this whole album and then i'll be like a year later i'm like this is my favorite album of all time (laughs) just because i gave it another listen and and, and appreciated it for what it was and not what at face value (laughs) i did see that pebble swift had a couple takes about the song in one of the survivor posts he says recommit and love never both deserved better in the survivor and recommits vocals are straight out of gotta be somebody's blues and its guitars have to be an unfinished track from stay off stay on my side tonight um and uh yeah other i think definitely that era of the band the song sort of encapsulates yeah yes Um, and last thing i had was the from a year ago walking on a wire posted the surviving recommit song release discussion thread and pamphleteer with 14 points up at the top says disintegration vibe, which is pretty great. Oh yeah. Deleted con or deleted user. Uh, right. My first thought when I heard this was, this would have been perfect on stay on my side tonight. Couldn't agree more. Walking on a wire says favorite song on first listen. Wow. Favorite yeah, song. Very on the popular first in the listen. community. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Greveling 89 had said recommit is a straight up bleed American esque banger, but initially I disliked the slower start, but I'm sure it'll grow on me with repeated listens. Yep. And we saw Remember that. when Frank364, who I think is Frank D, right? Yeah. Um, had done uh, a poll versus the Survivor. And part of it was because Frank couldn't believe that Recommit <laughs> had placed so low. low. Yeah. Um, and here's here's the post. Um Some observations as I watched the survey progress. Delivery held the first position from the start, and Love never had been in the last. Recommit was in second for a while, 555 in third, congratulations in fourth, and surviving in fifth place in spite of being the last song to receive a first place vote approximately 50 surveys into voting. Slowly, 555 took over second, dropping Recommit to third. Meanwhile, surviving finally got a vote for first, propelling it past congratulations and into fourth place. As of 70 votes, Delivery was the only song 
song with no last place votes. In fact, it's the only song at that point which hadn't received at least one vote in every position. As of 75 voters and a second vote for Surviving as Surviving's top track, it had passed Recommit for third place. Recommit drops to fourth with a surprising 17 first place votes. It only trailed Delivery with 21 at that point, but was passed by both 555 14 first place votes and the aforementioned Surviving only two first place votes. A At 100 votes, things are getting tight. A three-way tie for fourth place between Criminal Energy, Recommit, and Congratulations. We have 555 moving into first, Delivery moves into second, Surviving remains in third, final tally of 124 people helped rank Surviving, and the results are in. Take a look and analyze for yourself. 555 Delivery Surviving Criminal Energy Recommit I'm giving it a tiebreaker due to more first place votes congratulations all the way stay diamond one mil love never hmm. and that is a insane I remember when Frank D was running that and I was like I don't understand it but I respect <laughs> oh, I the do, hell out of it yes I do remember that your comment <laughs> yeah um uh uh and yeah and then uh oh uh Somebody had asked about what songs ele- what songs were elevated by the Phoenix Sessions for people, um, as the Phoenix Sessions really were only, shoot, four months after uh, the album had come out. And, uh, and Table for Glasses had a comment I saved, which was, Surviving feels like an eternity ago now, but the two that stood out for me were Diamond and Recommit. Recommit, in particular, never really struck me on the album for whatever reason, but watching Jim's vocal performance live made me completely reconsider this. And I realized that I was actually wrong. It was like 16 months after the record had come out. I did my math wrong. Um, Cause that was January of 2021, right? 2020 yeah. that those came out. Um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, recommit. Got some love, lots of love in the community. Good. Good. It deserves any, it. Any, any other community stuff for me? Nah, that was about it. All right. Uh, I've got I, I could not find any video from the first performance, but I found one November 16th, 2019. Let's take a Ooh, yeah. listen to how that sounded. This is from user who can know how to say this. C-B-A-Z-N-J. people in the comments serious futures vibes this is this album's polaris one of the best songs on the new album thanks for the upload and bk with my favorite comment wish they would go back to amps yes you can hear the mix slightly better but there's just too much loss without real rings and artists constantly say that they don't hear the difference and that's why they go with them but i don't know i'm kind of with bk like there's something lost with tempers and yeah all that stuff yeah This is a good angle. You can see everybody. And a great Sounds angle good. on Zach. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Zach is only hitting ghost notes with his right hand, and he's doing everything else with his left hand. I guess that's how he's getting that hi-hat. Yeah. That's kind of a very Travis Parker way uh, Are those... Um... Is that a stick or are those? Uh, yeah, they're sticks. I couldn't tell if yeah. they were uh, brushes at all. Brushes. Yeah. Yeah. Like on his, in his left hand, too rocking. Yeah, yeah. Too rocking in these parts to play brushes. Yeah. 
He does have that sub kick, though. I haven't seen Zach play with that a lot. I can't tell if that's a sub kick because I don't know that I've ever seen Zach really play with the sub kick, but there's definitely something in front of the kick throw. Huh. Here's that solo. Yeah. Bring it up, man. There it is. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's intoxicating to watch them play, man. Rick over there fucking it up. It's great. <laughs> fucking it up in the best terrific now i have this one i don't know where i got it but the the audio is slightly better um so let's take a listen to a little bit of thing i send it to you on google drive sweet i don't know where i got it from i, but, I, I uh, did. it's like it's like a board recording i don't know it sounds really good <laughs> okay let's see <laughs> let's see yeah i love these files that just fall into our laps huh yeah okay and this i felt like sounded like 23 at the beginning the most Obviously, that note, it's not the same thing. You're right. Oh, you know what we should do? What? Let's jump to three minutes. Since we have this nice board recording that sounds so good, uh, let's uh, hear Rick do that little, like, run. <laughs> three minutes? Okay. Like, go, jump to, like, I don't know, two, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do right catch it. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so good. Yes. I'm so glad oh. he took advantage. Terrific. <laughs> um, and finally, I, uh, unless I didn't, unless, you know what? It's possible I didn't save the things to my document. Do you have any covers? Oh, you know what? I don't have, uh, well, kind of. I've got a okay. Praha Drums official. Yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, which I believe I, I wrote down toy, toy, toy. So you want to? Do you so have which it? of the Praha Drums videos did you do? Because he's got a play along, 
a drum lesson and then just the drums. I've got the Jimmy World recommit drum cover uh 23.a. I don't know, it doesn't really say which one it is. It it Oh, let's take a listen. And see it's got let's the, see which one you got. I know which one I I pulled. It's got the metronome, it's got the tab playing and the the top down and the kick drum. That's the drum cover. So I think that's the play along. But let's listen to Okay, it. here we go. I mean, I guess it'll probably just sound like the record, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love that intro music. Oh yeah. Doing the kick drum sound. Yes. It's so clean. Yeah. I'm mesmerized by the metronome. Gosh, I can see why Zach has so much fun playing this. Oh, yeah, man. Go, uh, let's jump to the bridge All part, because right. when he does those little fills. Back a book, back a book, back a book. Two minutes? Or... Eh, sure. All right, here we go. It is. Woo! Oh yeah. That's just Phil Collins bill right there. <laughs> Dude. Damn Praha drums official. Man. Damn, so I heard a second little riff from uh, Rick in there. Yeah, man. Woo. Damn, that looks like so much fun to play. If I could play the drums like that. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, here is a little bit of him. Uh, let's see if I pasted it in here. Uh, this is the same dude. Oh, uh, what did I copy the same one you did? <laughs> Let me go to this. This is where he does the drum lesson. 
uh, and we can hear him. Let's 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 see if we can jump to where he talks about the uh, the fill in the. Ah, uh, this is twenty three B. So there's twenty three A and twenty three B. Gotcha. And then twenty three C is probably yeah. where he uh, he just uh, just does the drum part. Let's see. So the first fill is one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one uh, and three and four and one. Two and three and four and So the whole bar across. One and two and two and three and four and one up uh, and three and four. <laughs> this, so is like, <laughs> this is like uh hold on uh when i would like let's say i'm in here just jamming with my electric <laughs> and there's yeah. like a guitar solo where the first like, bar is like a just a couple of bendies and then it's like goes into like <laughs> and i just like i just kind of muddle through and i go <laughs> yeah <laughs> when he's just doing like oh it's like one and a two and then he goes one e and a two e and a the and i'm like what what hell are you talking about <laughs> let me just do the snare again four times yeah, in a row totally. <laughs> i'm actually kind of interested what's this review section does he just play it through let's see section n one and the two and the three and the four and i'm not good at stick tricks in case you can't tell one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and One E and a two E and a three E and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. Wow. Oh, so he's got all those sections. I see. That's very oh, yeah. organized. All, all the sections. Yeah, man. It's too organized. One E and a two E and a three and a four. Yeah. Uh all right, dude. Uh I think we did it. Uh I can't think of anything. The only other thing is <laughs> we sort of let it slide. But you're not that different. Like he really like went you're for everything. I mean, that different. How do you say it? It's I just say different. Different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I don't say but different. Different. I know I have those significant those compulsions to like say, like February comfortable, yeah, totally. but not with that one. Different. <laughs> different. You different. Refrigerator. <laughs> I do have a rave DJ. You want to listen? Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't make one, and then I thought of one, and it was too late, and we were podding. See, I kind of yeah. like that. I may I may have mentioned this before. I kind of like that I didn't write any notes other than the title, and uh-huh. because which oh, is or is that going to give it away? I know exactly where we went with it. You know what? I was going to be surprised. Let's see. It's called recommission. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know what that is. So now I know, and it had to do with one of the comments that we saw in uh, community section. This is oh. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah this is disintegration. And I wish it was recommiteration. <laughs> Recommintegration. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. I kind of like it.
It oddly works. Kind of, yeah. It's not cursed. No. Not yet. for a while it's it's like when uh the gas line in your car isn't quite working or like you know you need a new oxygen sensor <laughs> and you hit the gas in your car and your car kind of muggle, muddles along first and then it kind of <laughs> takes off yep <laughs> yeah. then it kicks in <laughs> that's sort of it was very frenetic uh-huh yeah justin what are your final thoughts on the song recommit by the band jimmy eat world uh, it grew on me it grew on me i like this song it does have elements of futures and uh, stay yep. on my side tonight. There's a lot of that you can hear in there, and I don't think I give it that chance. I, you know, you're expecting one thing from a an entire album, and you're not going to get that on that first listen. You're just expecting this. I don't know. So many things. There's parts of an album that that have different sounds to it, and you don't get that until the tenth, twentieth listen. And uh, this is one of those that just uh, grew on me, and I, I really like it. What about you? I I think that is a very apt description of the song is that it grew on you and sometimes that has such a bad a bad connotation even when you said it i was like oh i, I thought it was better than that but it's so true like it i fucking forgot this song. yeah you know what yeah. i mean uh when i think of the album surviving i don't think of this because i think in my head surviving fits in the pantheon of like the bleed americans and the chase this lights the more lighter side of uh-huh. things and this song is so futures i just don't think of it on this record but the band is so good at diversifying their track lists on their records um i think every record has a song that could be on another record um right yeah and it's the uh, same band <laughs> and and yeah when i when i think about it in that light i would definitely put this on a playlist alongside futures and stay on my side tonight track so for sure absolutely this fits that mood and it's a banger yeah um so yeah man uh pff- as as we uh, travel down this uh, this road of me uh, trying to survive and you helping me survive uh, uh, and 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 really you helping me recommit, <laughs> uh, I hope everyone remembers to be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>